Jeremiah. Let's go to our foundation of scriptures, chapter 1. Let's go to our foundation of scriptures, and we will walk this on out. And somebody said, we're going to go home, right? My graduate, how you doing, baby? We got the best kids on this side of heaven. Ain't that right, Trina? On, the, on this side of heaven. And y'all know, each week I'm going back through this, not that I, because I think that you forgot, because I know y'all are Bible scholars, right? But we always have new people coming in, and I want to make sure that everybody's on the same page, okay? And I'm going to try to go quicker than normal, but hey, if Holy Spirit interjects, y'all know how he do. And it reads, and I'll, let me say this, I have to say this every time. This is an old covenant, but the principles, it still applies um, God has a purpose and a plan for everybody's life. We're talking about Jeremiah in this particular uh, passage of scriptures, but it applies, somebody say, also to my life. Excuse me. God has a purpose and a plan for all of us, okay? You were created on purpose for a specific purpose. And let me say this, if he had such an awesome plan in the old covenant for Jeremiah, how much more, thank you, man of God, than us in the new covenant? So don't be like, oh, that's all covenant, and, and that was Jeremiah's. No, God has a plan for you and for me, an awesome plan. Okay, so verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, before I form you in the womb, and, and I know I've said this a lot, but I want to reiterate it. He says, before I form you in the womb, in other words, you, weren't, you was not an accident. God had a purpose and a plan for your life way before your mom and daddy, them, got together. Okay, so it says, before I form you in the womb, what? I knew you. Somebody said, he know my name. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So God is saying that I had a big plan for your life before you even knew it. It was finished, as I said last week, before you even got started. He's just waiting on you to line up. So he says, then said I, this is Jeremiah, okay? Oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. So the first thing I, I, I want to reiterate to you guys again today, the first thing the enemy will try to do when God began to reveal his purpose to you for your life, he wants you to feel like you're not qualified. He wants you to look at your imperfections. But somebody say, I'm not doing this in my own strength. <laughs> I was listening to a man of God, and it really blessed me. He said that he, he didn't do good in school, and he was just talking about how God has has put him in a ministry, when I say put him there, but raised his ministry up to a point where he know that it couldn't be nobody but God's doing. He said, because in the natural, he didn't meet the qualifications of being a CEO. Okay, y'all didn't hear that. <laughs> Somebody need to hear this today. Whatever God has called you to do, don't allow the enemy to disqualify you or make you feel disqualified. Notice he can't disqualify you, but to make you feel disqualified because you've already been ordained to do this. Yes, God said that. So listen, it says, oh, Lord, God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. Keep going. And know what stuck out to me today when he said, I can't speak, because that's what God was called him to do. Why the devil want to pick the one thing? I, it just hit me. The main thing God called you to do is what the devil usually try to. So what's been bothering you the most? That's usually, okay. That just hit me. You can't speak. But then God says, look. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth. But you should go to all whom I send you. <laughs> so he dealt with both of them. He says, don't say I'm a youth. And I don't know who need to hear this, but to our young people, you guys have an awesome plan and a purpose for your life. And don't let any professor or anybody else, you know, <laughs> tell you that you can't do it. 
You know, I was talking to our son the other day, and I was sharing with him. I said, I want you to go to college. You know, I, I thank God that's a good route. But I, just in case the Lord changes your plans, and I had to talk on his level. I said, look at your buddy, Ken Yeah, He got a whole album about the college dropout. I said, huh, how many kids you think huh, that graduated on that level? I was just letting him know that God has a purpose and a plan. Somebody need to hear this. Tell him I got to interject right here. Go to Proverbs. I see why God, just before this class, he told me something. I got to interject right here and come right back. Go to Proverbs 16. I see why he gave me that. I was like, why did you give me this, Lord? This ain't fitting in nowhere. Proverbs 16, 1 and 9. I want to do it in a New Living Translation. And I'm going to go back to where we were. Y'all don't let me forget. See, God, that's why I love God. You don't love God. Look, we can make our plans, our own plans, but what? The Lord gives what? Okay. So we can plan it. Go to verse 9 in that same Proverbs, okay? He just gave this to me. We can make our plans, but what? The Lord determines what? Our steps. Go to both of those scriptures in the Amplified. He just gave me this. So for that person who I, when, when my child got, uh, and he, I'm young, I can't. Yes, yes, you can. God said, yes, you can. Listen. The plans and reflection of the heart, what? Belongs to man. Read it. But the wise answer of the tongue is what? From who? Okay, go to verse 9 and it's saying, listen. A, man, a man's mind plans his way. As he journeys through life, but the Lord what? Directs his steps and what? Establish him. Go to the, I think it's the message. Let me see. It was another translation that I read that was good this morning. See how good God is. We plan the way we want to live, but only God makes us what? Able to live it. For those folks who think. Go to verse 9 again. Go to verse 1 again, Tamara. In the message, verse 1 again. We read it. Mortals make elaborate plans, but God has the what? Last. So for everybody thought you couldn't do it because you didn't take the route they thought you needed to take. What does it say? God has the last word. Now give him a shout of praise. Go back to Jeremiah. One of those translations I read, and I don't want to keep going to all of them, said as God guides and leads him. See, we got to allow God to guide and lead us. So I got to go somewhere. Okay. But the Lord said, do not say I'm a youth, right? For you should go to all what? To whom I send you and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Sound like a boss to me. And he says, do not be afraid of their faces. We talked about this, how fear will try to keep us stuck somewhere we don't belong. But don't be afraid of being led by God, but have more fear about being stuck somewhere you're not supposed to be. That's the fear that I have of not growing. Let me say this as we got to go further. You know, if you can't see your growth, and you know whether you're growing or not. You know, you're 50 years old and you're still acting like you're 13. Really? Something wrong with that. Even outside the church, we ain't going to even put it in the spiritual realm. Something wrong with I'm 50 years old and I'm still worried about the folk. You still 
you know, laughing at people. I heard a man of God saying, this was so funny. He said, you laughing about somebody got stuff stuck in their teeth and you over here broke and they got money. <laughs> See, that's somebody not growing up. We don't even think about that. If anything, you mature enough now, then let me help them, let them know. Let me see, tell you, man, you got something. And go on about your business. See, the teenagers and young folk, that stuff, they giggle and laugh, silly stuff. Some of y'all, let me say, not some of y'all, some people you know, because I don't you know, about to get offended, that fractured mind. Hanging around with the wrong people, they laughing and joking, talking about other people. But see, people who doing something, we don't have time to laugh and joke and talk about what somebody else do or not do, what they have and don't have. We too busy making it happen with Jesus. I heard you. How you going to make it with Jesus? Focusing on laughing and joking about what somebody else doing or what they got or don't have and what she had on. I, I don't know what she had on. I was too busy, busy making business contacts. I don't know what she had on. Somebody focusing on something, you work anyway. So do not be afraid of their face, but God says what? I am with you to deliver you. So say God is with me and will deliver me. I just worried about this foolishness going on out here. Well, what if I get shot by the police? See, we're watching the wrong stuff, listening to the wrong people. I told our kids, don't be in fear of this stuff going on out here. A thousand may fall at one side. Ten thousand, we don't want it to happen to anybody, but it won't come near us. Can't focus on your future and worry about police discrimination and, and brutality and have all that. Well, you, what you're saying, it's not real. I'm saying the word of God is more realer in my life. Said it last week. I hear it again. I'm not a colored man. I'm a covenant man. You look like a woman to me. See, you even uh, mankind. That stuff never crosses my mind. I pray over our kids every day. I pray over us, but we won't be victims of that. We got a future that God showed us, and nothing can abort it but us, and we're not going to do it. I don't know who needs to hear this. Stop being worried about that. That's that. I heard that strong. So he says, do not be afraid of their face, for I'm with you to deliver you, says the Lord. The Lord put forth his hand, and what? Touch my mouth. He anointed me. Somebody said he anointed me for my assignment. And it says, and the Lord said to me, behold, I have put what? My words in your mouth. See, God said, I've already done it. And the enemy was trying to make him believe he couldn't speak. God said, I already anointed you for this. God has already anointed you and appointed you for whatever it is he has called you to do. Keep going. I got to go quick. See, I have this day set you over the nations. Wait a minute. You done set me over what nations? I'll never forget when I was in Los Angeles and God told me, I was trying to cry and feeling some kind of way about the stuff that was going on in my life, my situation. And God said, Tracy, it about you. It's the folks behind you. And I was just like Jeremiah's. What is it, Lord? Because right now I don't see nobody but me and these bills is due. That's all I see in here right here at 8707 Van Ness Avenue. This is all I see in Inglewood, me and these bills and these folks calling me to me. They're coming to get my car. I don't see nobody else. And I heard it just as loud in my spirit. He said, a folk behind you. And to this day, I thank God that I listened to his voice. Well, what happened? He turned it. Uh, uh, as y'all shout. He turned it. That's what happened. And here today, I stand today to let you know that he's a faithful man. It says, look, 
I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. He was specific. God has specific plans. And he's waiting on you. Okay? He's waiting on you. Well, I'm waiting to hear from God. Invest the time to listen. I got some for you today, though. I got to go. It says, more of the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? As I've told you guys the last, what, three or four weeks, God is waiting on you to see what he see, to line your mouth up, to get in agreement with his plan and purpose for your life. I'm waiting on God. God, I'm waiting on you. We're going to talk about the wait today. I got something for you today. Then it says, listen, it says, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, what? You have seen well. So if you can see good, guess what that means? Maybe you're seeing bad right now. Maybe you're watching the wrong pictures. Well, I'm not watching the thing. Yeah, the pictures in your mind that the enemy paint, trying to make you feel like you're not coming through this. Say, I've already, it's already been done. <laughs> it says, look, you have seen well for what? I am ready to perform my word. Somebody say, God is ready to perform his word in my life. But I have to be ready. Repeat after me, but I'm crossing over for this takeover. Now give him a shout of praise. See, those of us who have lined ourselves up, our mouth up with the vision he showed up, we're crossing over. And we taking over one city at a time. Oh, y'all didn't get that. I'm sorry. So we're taking over. Taking over. Y'all need to hear that. Taking over. It's time to stop playing it small. I heard that so loud. So there's going to be some characteristics that we got to have as we choose to cross over. God's ready to perform his word. The first one I gave you guys on last week, who remember what it was? And I can't go through all of them. I'm just going to recap for those who are watching. No longer seeing myself as an old defeated sinner that I am qualified, okay? No matter what you've done, God said he's erased all your sins. Hey, Jesus deleted it. Remember we read that? So don't let the devil come and tell you, you can't, you're not qualified for this position. You can't open up that business. You can't serve in the kingdom like that. You know you, you had all them kids and you wasn't married. And, and stop letting people bring up your past. So I'm crossing over for this takeover. I don't care. You know, oh, y'all going to laugh at this. I heard this. Side. You ain't a hoe no more. You might have did that last night. But guess what? The day a new day. So I got a revelation. I done closed up the shop. And church folks love to put categories on sin, but, but, but you still gossiping. You're doing stuff that you, you, you I mean, you, in everybody's, Pastor Rick said, you're meddling in everybody's business. Leave the girl alone. Let the Lord be Holy Ghost. He know how to deal with people. The Lord told me, that, the Lord ain't told, because the Lord, if he had told you that, he told you to close your mouth and stop talking about people first. That's what he would say at first. So that when you start approaching people, they can receive what you're saying. They know your mouth. Now, who need to hear that? So we saw Colossians 2.14. I'm not going to read it because we got to go further. But it was canceled out, right? Jesus took it. Say, so I'm qualified for this position. I don't care what I did last night. Oh, I heard you. But what about this morning? Whatever you did this morning, just make a U-turn. See, a lot of stuff people doing is because of the fact they don't know who they are just yet. Because when you realize who you are, 
some of that stuff that you used to do and put up with, you don't have to steal like that anymore. Baby, there's money. Your father says, hey, he owned the cattle of a thousand hills, so you don't have to steal anymore. You don't have to lie anymore because the earth is the Lord's, as you guys say, and the fullness thereof. So, hey, yeah, he wiped it. Somebody said he wiped it clean. Okay, so what was number two? We talked about this on last week. We hit it pretty hard. We got to expect a better life. Jesus came that we might have what? Zoe life. So no matter what it looks like in the natural right now, I got to expect it to get better. Because we talked about it won't always be like this. Somebody say, hey, because sooner, not later. Guess what? That thing is turning in your favor. Somebody say, turn it around for me. See, somebody should have got it. Somebody should have. You should have took that. To, yes, Lord. I know I didn't have gas to get to get, get here this morning, God. But that thing, somebody getting ready to hoo, 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 hoo. Not just buy some gas. They're getting ready to give me a new car. Let the whole church say amen. I don't believe that. Well, we know. So you don't have to worry about it. It won't happen for you. This is for the believers. So we got to expect a better life. We got to expect that no matter what it looks like, once again, that it won't always be like this. We talked about how the wrong expectations causes frustration. Y'all remember that? Some of you guys are frustrated with your life because you don't think it's going to get any better. You've been listening to the wrong voices. You've been listening to the enemy who's telling you, you know, you're only going to make a certain amount of money. you got to remember who in your family ever made that kind of money. You know, what I just heard my big brother Jesus. My father, God. That's who in my family. My big brother. Well, Jesus, put it that way. He, he, he the person in your family that has made that kind of money. I just heard you. Oh, wow, for real? Yeah. That's why it's important to go to a church where you can hear the word. Faith cometh. Belief cometh by hearing it. If you somewhere, all y'all talking about is how you... Climbing up on the rough side of the mountain. He may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. No, it might not come when you want it. We're going to go there this morning, but guess what? It will be right on Because he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Now, who needed to hear that one this morning? But Jesus came that we what? Have Zoe life. So we, 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 if you want to get that information, guess what? Go back to last week. We even talked about the spirit of jealousy. You don't have to be jealous and envious of anybody. Because in the kingdom of God, there's enough light for all of his children to shine. And guess what? He got more than enough resources for every one of us to be at least a multimillionaire. You didn't hear this. Well, everybody's not going to be a millionaire. We know everybody's not going to be a millionaire. Because, see, you're one of the ones that's not because you don't believe. But for those of us who believe him and listen and follow his guidance, I truly believe that it's ours if we decide that we want it or partake of it. I got to go further, but let me say this. I was reading a story, and he said it was true, one of my uh, devotionals that I read. And he, the man said that there was a lady that was living in an old dilapidated, dilapidated, is that correct? Okay, home, and she was getting ready to die, and he went to see her. It was a man of God. He said that he went to see the lady, and she had a picture on her wall, and he asked her, he said, what is this piece of paper? Was this a piece of paper in a picture frame? And he asked her, he said, what, what's on the frame? Why do you have this picture up there? She said, well, I used to work for this wealthy man, and when he died, he gave me 
this piece of paper and you know he told me that you know if anything ever happened to him to keep it so she kept it in a frame so she was you know it had been 30 I think he said 40 or 50 years the man passed away the picture frame frame was looking you know like um it was fading you could tell they had been up there for a while so he goes over to the picture frame and put pull, pull, pull up this legal document he's looking at it saying that I have made you the primary beneficiary of my estate and the point he was trying to make, she's living like, never took the time to even read it. I thought about the believers who never take the time to read the will. You don't even know the access code to the wealth that God has stored up for you. <laughs> Running around here complaining, talking about I'm broke. And he said, don't say that, Jeremiah. You're not broke. Say, my money is in circulation. I take it back. Oh, I heard that loud. I got rebuked. Well, you will be broke if you don't partake of the benefits. Because <laughs> there's a lot of church folk like to do, do extra talking. But when it's time to, you know, <laughs> to show, they used to have this little saying, put your money where your mouth is. Won't sow no seed, sister. Won't, you know, they, they don't want to tithe. They don't want to, well, well, according to the grace message that I'm not, Curse with a we, no, you're not cursed. With, that's not what we're talking. We're talking about learning how to access this code, though. I'm not cursed because I don't put any money in the bank when it's time to get some out and I can't get it. It's not because I'm cursed. Thank you. It's just that simple. You want to answer that deep person, you didn't put anything in there, so you can't get anything out. My daughter talking about, well, mama, do married people have overdrafts on their account? Do church folks? I had to laugh. She didn't know. She wanted to know what it was. I'm laughing. I was like, she didn't know. So that's, I heard one of the young girls who used to say, she didn't know. Have experienced it like that. I said, well, I just started laughing. There are a bunch of Christians who shout on Sunday. And bro, she said broke on Monday, broke out at church. Sitting up there, you talk about. That's why if you start talking about money, you talking about some demons coming through. It just don't take all that these prosperity preachers and and you got to call me. Well, don't you can't call me because you don't have access. But inboxing me for money for a plane ticket for you to go preach. And we prosperity preachers look to me like if he some this happened for real. Inbox me talking about, can I get some money? I'm going to preach. And I'm thinking to myself, if they send it, if they want you to come, and you say God sent you there, it looked to me like somebody else ought to be paying for a plane ticket. It won't be the girl. Then try to work on your sympathy. It's some games folks play. Y'all think church folks don't play games? Man, that old con spirit that they had out there. I got, if I would show y'all some messages I have gotten here lately, and I go right on past, because the old Tracy, you know, she felt bad for everybody, because you know, you don't struggle a little bit, you think everybody, you know, if I had to ask for something, I wasn't going to ask, but I would have been for real. They sending me pictures of them drooling at the mall. If you don't send me no money, me and my family going to die. Hey, I'm going to pray for y'all. I've been wanting to raise somebody from the dead. I got a message last week. I ain't even on there no more. I don't know how the notification up. And she, if you're watching this, I'm telling the truth because you know I'm not lying. I ain't, 
I have never seen you sow a seed into this ministry, but when you come on hard times, tell me, well, Pastor Tracy, it ain't but $20, and I know you and Pastor Rex, y'all can, I need to buy some toothpaste. Well, you, hey, hey, <laughs> I'll pay you back when I get paid. First of all, in my LJ Stallworth voice, if you can't keep up, you sure not going to catch up. And if you do catch up, you're not going to catch up with me because you want all them other folks you owe because this is the spirit behind that. <laughs> and I go right on past them like they do me when I'm on live. <laughs> I stroll right on by you when I'm on there. It's some games out here, but let me give you guys a nugget. When you know who you are and you put money in the bank, whether you feel like it or not, when it's time to get, guess what? <laughs> A, a return, you don't have to worry about that because it'll always be in there. Somebody said always be in there. No, who needs? See, y'all took about 30 minutes on that. But anyway, Tim, I'm not going to read this scripture because I got to go somewhere. So number two was what? <laughs> Expect a better life. And we got to do what it takes. Guess what? We got to do what it takes to partake of the benefits. It says, and forget not all of what? God's benefits. When it's time to give, I don't know who needs to this. Why you always got to go to the bathroom during that time? Why is it that you get all these prophetic words from the Lord any other time but offering time? There are proper liars out here that can give you any kind of word, but if, if the Lord touched them himself about giving, <laughs> they can't hear, they say. You can't tell me that God can give you a word about everything else, but he never talks to you about giving. Never. Well, we don't give to get. They know just enough of the grace message. They're against it. Just enough of the grace message. No, but there's benefits when I put deposits in my account. I don't know who needed to hear that. Well, we got real quiet. See, when you understand who you are, because see, it look like you're listening to me, okay? Money don't have a hold on you anymore. Because I done been with them like Apostle Paul. I done been with it, James. And I done been with doubt. And I have learned in whatever state I'm in, as Paul said, to be content. Why? Because it won't always be like this. I done sold in tears. I done reaped some in joy. And I still done sold some in tears. And I'm waiting, still waiting on some so I can reap it. With this great joy. Y'all didn't hear what I said. I said, I'm still waiting on. Point number three, you got to learn to wait aggressively. God told me that this morning. I was getting ready to brush my teeth. Well, somebody needs some toothpaste. God got you. Why are we going to the toothpaste ministry today? Just don't get in nobody's face if you low. Just, just pray. Okay? Keep the mask on. But anyway, see, y'all learn to have a little fun. See, when, when you know who you are. That money looking funny won't have you anymore. See, see, let me tell you how the devil had me. I'm going to number three. Uh, if I looked at my money, so I had to look at it. And if it looked funny, it'll mess my whole week up. It would be the whole week up. But I done got to where I told y'all last week what you have to do with the devil. Laugh at the devil. If it's looking funny, you it's looking funny, it's funny. <laughs> Bank account, you lied on me. Because <laughs> I know God's getting the last laugh. And as long as I got seed in the ground, never be broke. Notice how I'm saying this another day in my life. Because I know what it means to be broke. 
Some of y'all looking cute. Y'all don't, yeah, like you don't know. I know what it means to go to church. <laughs> let, me, let me borrow your bag. I know she got this billion-dollar bag. You don't want to fill out an envelope because, you know, where I used to go, it'd be packed because you don't want nobody next to you who, well, they probably broke too, but they don't want nobody to know. But anyway, they look like they got it to know you don't. And I don't, y'all ain't never did this trick right here, but you're trying to do it in the slot and you got your purse open. You're trying to turn it over, see if some pennies or something going to roll out. See, y'all don't know nothing about that. Y'all don't know. Some of y'all don't know nothing about that. So I know what it means to be broke. But I decided when I came into the kingdom that I was going to take advantage of all the benefits. I decided, thank you, man of God, when I came into the kingdom, Shanique, that I was going to take advantage of all, okay, <laughs> of the resources he had available, and I was going to take advantage of every opportunity I got to give because I watched my pastor. So I watched him give. I watched, okay? And I knew that it, it was not possible for me to work the same plan, which is the word of God, and not get the same results. I well, take it a step. I watched Pastor Rex. He, he told me when he got home Monday when we sold the birthday seed, and, of course, we're national, so I'm not trying to put nobody's business out there because what we give is what we give. We ain't asking nobody for us. So it ain't your business, but we give big. But when he came home, he said, yeah, man, pastor, you know, he didn't say, man, but babe, yeah, because when we went to the dinner, bishop gave me a word, and I sold another thought. I looked down, I <laughs> wasn't mad because I got a revelation. Somebody said, you, don't, you need a revelation. If you want to get rid of the irritation, I heard that, get a revelation. And I was just as happy because I'm like, it's impossible. Impossible. But this man to hear from God and sow like he sow, and us not to have more than the devil tried to challenge my son, you know, because he, he wants to do his own thing. He, Mom, I want y'all to do for me. I, I want my own money. Now, when I told him, I said, son, your daddy get pleasure in giving. I said, now, it's good to want your own. I want you to have your own, but don't let the devil ever challenge you and make you think that your dad is not prepared for this day. Okay, let me go over here. Somebody need to hear this. Don't let the devil make you think that your daddy was not prepared for this day. Nothing catches your God off guard. And I tell our kids this, but guess who, who you can always call on? That, that even, I don't know who needs to hear this, maybe your mama and daddy couldn't do it. But your heavenly father, he's bawling. Y'all have heard that so He's Somebody said he's bawling. And to anybody don't understand that language, ask some of your nieces and nephews. He's a baller. High shot caller. He loves. It, it, it gives him pleasure, the Bible says, in the prosperity of his children. I told this boy, so your daddy get a kick out of blessing, y'all. It gives him a high when, when he's so into y'all's life. He walked out of that dealership. He was like a, ah! I'm like, good Lord, you that? I mean, you would have thought, he chit. Don't let the devil make you, I don't know who needs to hear this, make you feel like, Katrina, that your father don't take pleasure in your prosperity. And you're not broke and you're not poor, Abrianna. Not as long as you're a child of the king and you following him and he's establishing your steps. 
leading you or what seed to sow. Some of you guys missing out on opportunities because you don't know. Every opportunity you get to put seed in the ground, take it. I don't know who needs to hear this. Y'all got real quiet like, ooh, who's she talking about? But anyway, let, let, let. see Tamara said, he says, I know the thoughts that he's thinking towards you. See, she put it up there for you, right? Thoughts of peace, not evil, to give you what? An expected end. And it's good. Somebody say, it's good. It's gooder than good. It's bigger than big, and it's greater than great. Now give him a shout of praise. Oh, I, ooh. Now God is in his rhyme mode. He said to tell y'all it's greater than great. But you got to learn how to wait. Number three, characteristics you got to have. You got to learn how to wait on and wait. And we're not talking about this religious slogan, wait on the, I'm waiting on the Lord. And, and, and he, that we're not talking about the religious slogan as an excuse not to do anything. When we talk about wait, that word wait, we're talking about as serving. And the Lord told me to tell you this morning, as in waitress. Did you get it? He said, tell them, as they're waiting, I heard this, wait aggressively with tenacity. Wait aggressively. And he told me to tell you this. When we're talking about that, the word, the wait we're talking about, it's that root word in the word waitress, meaning to serve. So when I, if I say I'm waiting on the Lord, we're not talking about you sitting at home praying all day and no things got to be done and you using this as an excuse not to get up as Holy Ghost told you and go fill out that application. Uh, or, or, or just hit that email button and send the resume out. Or when he told you to go sow that seed, okay. See, a waitress, this is what the waitress do. They, uh, at a good restaurant, they see it before you even tell them. That water, I have to tell a good waitress, I don't need any more water. Because as soon as they kind of see it's empty, or going halfway toward empty, and a good waitress will sit there and, and, and wait to see what you need at a, at a good restaurant. So somebody say, learning to wait aggressively and with tenacity. Now he gave me some scriptures, so I, I see what he was saying. Go to, first of all, let's go to Proverbs 13 and 12. I'm going to do these quick. Man, this thing blessed me this morning. See, in our generation, we want everything microwave. I know. I'm not talking about y'all. Because I, I promise you, if it's between putting the bread in the microwave and opening up the oven, the girl is guilty. Oh, let's just stick it in the microwave. I was trying to put a hot dog in the microwave. My son and mama, grandma put it on the stove. Well, do it however you want to do it, boo. Because if you get it from me tonight, guess where it's going? That's why he learned how to praise the Lord. Bless his holy name. He did not want to get the microwave hot dog. So, so say, pastor's not talking about me. She's talking about herself, too. This generation, we like the microwave. What do you mean? The quick route. But, but, but God ain't, he ain't interested in that because he likes to, 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 to marinate. Thank, thank, you was, you with me. He likes to marinate. Get that season in there. God is a God of preparation. And see, a lot of things you ask him for, the things that God showed you, 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 I, ooh, I was trying to be proper, but I heard it this way. You ain't ready for it. You're not ready for the Fortune 500 company because you can't do right. You, you can't even, you can't keep yourself in check yet. Well, you just said I don't have to be qualified. I didn't talk about your qualification. I said that, that some things got to be in place. And a lot of the times what I have seen, God will, that, that's, that, that's that time where he'll put you right there. 
and teach you how to serve. It's not all about you. He'll teach you some humility. Okay, y'all looking at me. Hope deferred what? Let me stop right here. When God has showed you something, well, I talk about Tracy Reese. When he showed me the vision for my life, I thought like some of you guys. The next day I was going to wake up. It was going to be here. And after some time passed, my heart started feeling a little sick. I'm being transparent, thank you. Do you guys know that from the time Samuel anointed David, who's David? Ask your grandma. Go to Sunday School 101. David was out, you know, feeding her. What was he doing, y'all? I remember he was a shepherd boy. Thank you. Help y'all help me. Y'all, she, my, she was a Sunday school teacher. Help me, Miss Shelton. And, and, and Samuel came in, and he knew that it was somebody. God had sent him. So God, when God sent him, hey, God know how to point him out. So Samuel, he brought, I mean, Jesse brought out all these boys. They looked good. Some had PhDs. Okay, y'all didn't get that. The Bible didn't say that. I'm trying to paint a vivid picture for you today. There are some who are more qualified than you. <clears throat> Call for them. Oh, yeah, well, I got this qualifications, and I got this, and I can do this, and I can pose like, okay, God, mm-mm, that ain't, that ain't, that's not. You sure? No. Then the daddy even forgot about it. Somebody say, even when your parents have forgotten, God will not forget about you. Now, you know they could not see what God was seeing because if they could have sung like God, he would have said up front, I got one out there taking care of some business. Y'all not, y'all not here. God don't forget not one day of your labor, not one seed you saw. Nothing you have done has been in vain, said the Spirit of God. David was out there minding his own business. I will submit to you, I don't think that he had a clue that the day was going to be his day. Somebody said, you don't have a clue. But your day is here, and your day, it cometh. Well, if it's not here yet, guess what? Wait aggressively. Serve aggressively. See, a good server, I don't know about you guys, but my husband's the kind of person, he tips well. But I tell you this, God tips even better. Keep serving. Keep waiting aggressively. Okay. It says, uh, let me finish. So David after he got anointed, this is what, God took my mind somewhere, Sister Mark, because I was like, I'm vivid. Like, I see in colors, and when I'm thinking on things, I, I, I really go there. And I was visualizing Dave, David coming in, and, you know, he's the younger one, you know, number eight. I am number eight. You'll get that later. It's nine of us, but I'm number eight. You think you special? If I don't, who going to thank you? Yeah, I do. Finally got there. I do think I'm special. I do. And God, thank you special. You just got to get in line. But anyway, so I was visualizing it. So David, even when he came in and Samuel anointed him, in my mind, I'm going to 2022. So if you have anointed me, why not just take me right now? Why do I need to go back and take care of these kids, Miss Tish? Why I got to go back to Shekinah, God, if you said the nations, let's go. I ready to roll, as y'all say. But David was sent right on back. Because guess what? You's not ready. You slew the lion and you slew the bear. But we're getting ready to get you ready for this uncircumcised Philistine. Because if your mind is not right, 
He'll kill you. Somebody need to hear this. If you don't have the right mentality for where God is taking you, it will destroy you and some more people. We've seen it in ministry. Folks get put in positions because a board voted them in, and you know you wasn't ready for that. You got four wide. How you do this? I don't know because your one ain't satisfied. But anyway, you got all this other stuff. And I'm not trying to throw nobody under the bus. I'm just trying to show you how when people push folks out and they don't have their time of preparation, we talk about waiting aggressively. Then it can destroy people. And, and a lot of folks don't even want to go back to church because they've been with people that did not have proper preparation. Your character can't keep you where you tried to go. So I can only imagine David went back out there with them sheep. And I know this is 2022, David. This is this 2022. I'm supposed to be king. I, ain't, I got to go back to these sheep. I'm a king. God said, listen, you just do what I told you to do and do it. No, he told me he said, with a good attitude. He said, you going and you ain't going to have no attitude. Because I'm like, I'm going. <clears throat> but they going to know that I want to be here. And I heard in my spirit, you going with a good attitude. And you change it. You put, like your mama said when they used to whoop you. Why would parents do that? And smile. You want somebody to smile while you whooping them? I don't know who did that, but I just heard that. Stop there. That's foolery. But anyway, so David goes back out there with the sheep. Even in one of the passages we talked about when he got ready to slew Goliath, I got to say this part. Even say his brother told him, go back out there. Basically, they was trying to throw shade, as we say in 22, with them little sheep you left. That's why you got to stop listening to the peasants. Because, see, people who, 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 who already fractured and hurt, they want to hurt and fracture other people. So they're trying to throw their, you know, their low self-esteem, their issues, they're trying to put it on you. But guess what? David had learned out there with them sheep, with the lion in the bow. See, that's during that wait time. You learn not to care what the folks say anymore. You learn how to walk up in the room like you own the place, like Jesus sent you because he did. But from the time David, this is what one of the uh, scholars, when I was reading it, says, from the time that David got anointed king to the time he actually walked it out, it was about 14 years. And you... you you, you, you can't wait, as Christina would say, at a Starbucks drive-thru. She's like, Mom, I know you ain't going to stay. No, I got things. Do not. Certain waiting, I'm not doing. Because I'm not getting anything, and I'm not waiting in this line. So you come back without your mama. And that's the mindset of some Christians. They think they're not getting anything. But see, God said it'll be worth the wait. Amen. You just keep meditating. You keep being aggressive. You keep doing the first thing I told you. I heard you. Somebody got a word. What am I supposed to be doing? The first thing that he told you to do. And just because you change your mind, as I always say, doesn't mean that God changed his. Well, I'm tired of serving pastor. <sighs> really? Matter of fact, find out how to take it to the next level while you're waiting. That's being aggressive. Not only am I going to serve, let me find out how I need to take this to the next level. Okay, God, I'm waiting on my business to blow up. Let me find out what skills I need to sharpen while I'm. Tell me, God, what do I need to be doing while I'm waiting? While I'm waiting on my career to manifest, God, while I'm in this wait room right here, 
Tell me what I need to do. Guide me until I know where I want to go. Okay, y'all didn't get it. And watch this, it says, but. Somebody say, but. There's always a but. And they tell me in English language, somebody help me. My children, Christina, help me. Anytime you see a but, it, ne- it, it what? About what was, it what, Miss Shauna? It negates. Come on, see, I got some, y'all thought everybody here, I got some hot ballers. Shot callers, as y'all say. Second time y'all heard that word today. Where my high rollers, high ballers, shot callers? Come on. It navigates. What you say, negates, right? I was going to say navigate. This, I think maybe somebody's going to give me a new truck. To, I, I didn't ask for a navigation. Now, what is a navigator? Okay. But anyway, but it says, but, somebody say but. but. When the desire comes, it's a tree of life. So what do you mean? Even folk around you. Don't get blessed because you decided to wait aggressively. Somebody should have shouted on that. That wasn't good enough. Go to Psalms 27. I got a few verses. I got 10 minutes, y'all. I promise you I'm going to try to do them quick because last week I'm like, I know this. She long when Psalms 27, Ms. Uh, Ms. Tamara. And we're going to start. I'm going to go all the way down. Psalms 27. Hold on. Let's see. No, I'm sorry. I said Psalms 27, I was asleep. Proverbs 27. I was show sleep this morning. He woke me up at about 5 and I went to bed at 2. Hold on. Hold on. Do not boast. Hold on. No, let's go back. Hold on. Do not boast. No, go back to Psalms because it's toward the end. That's what it is. I promise y'all, I was, I was half asleep. I was in there with one eye open. Go to Psalms 20. Okay, the Lord is my life, my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. For whom shall I be afraid? When the way, nah, 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 nah. Keep going. Keep going. It's toward the end. Okay, keep going. Okay, so it says, when the time of trouble, he should what? Hide me. So no matter what you're going through, you can wait because he will hide us, okay? And what? The secret place of his tabernacle. Keep going. Oh, hear the Lord when I cry with my voice. Somebody say, have mercy also upon me. And what? Answer me. So while I'm waiting, guess what I'm doing? No matter what the trouble may, that, that might come up, guess what I'm doing? I'm crying out to the Lord, right? When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, what? I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been what? My help, do not leave me nor forsake me, O God, of my salvation. I want to go to the end of where it says I would have lost hope. Let's see. Keep going. But it talks about do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries. He's talking about false witnesses coming up. So while you're waiting, no matter what it looks like, stay in the presence of God. Keep going. Because I got a time thing. This is where I want to take you. He says what? David. This is David, remember. I would have lost heart. Unless who had believed? Unless my pastor had believed. So what does that mean? I got to know. While we're in this waiting room and we're waiting aggressively and the enemy's bringing trouble because we read about when the trouble came, you called on the name of the Lord. Lord, I'm looking to you. Watch, he says, look, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in heaven. What did he say? In where? 
in the land of the what? Living. And then he goes on to say what? Wait on the Lord. I heard that. Somebody need to hear this. Wait on the Lord. Some of you waiting on your friends. You waiting on your parents to get in line. You waiting on. God said, wait on me. Wait on me to manifest that thing. We don't want a premature baby. He says what? Wait on the Lord and do what? Be of good courage. I, I, I heard this. Don't grow weary while doing good. Due season. Thank you, son. Cometh. It didn't say it might come. It said cometh. And God said you can, you, you, you can count on it. I heard that. You can count on God. He is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he'd ever have to repent. Have he not spoken and will he not make it good, David? You keep taking care of the sheep. You keep doing what I have told you to do. Well, I hadn't heard nothing. Keep taking care of the sheep that I told you to take care of the first time. Well, it's just a few little sheep. Keep taking care of them. Lord, I don't have enough, God. Keep doing what you do and do it with courage. Don't let nobody hurt this discourage you. Don't let you discourage you. Tell, tell your soul you're going to bless the Lord. Whether you feel like it or not. My mind, my will, my answer, you're going to sow this seed whether you feel like it or you don't. The girls and I was headed up the road uh, yesterday, and I, they wondered I didn't have the money. But I was like, okay, you know, well, Pastor had filled the car with gas, and so we were headed up the road, and um, I was thinking about, I don't want to use my money for no gas. I, I should have told him to give me some money, but I did think about it. And before I could look down good, yeah, cashed out that $60. I said, oh, okay, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Just that simple as a thought. Somebody said, before I can think about it good. That's how quick he'll turn that thing. Okay, y'all, y'all, somebody should have got happy. Wait on the Lord. Because it won't always be like this. Somebody should just, you, that should be your theme song. God has perfected that concerning me. Because sooner, not later, as I'm waiting aggressively, this thing, somebody say, turn in my favor. Now watch this. It says, be of good character. He should what? What do you mean? When you want to give up. When you feel like you can't take it another day. That extra whip of the Holy Ghost will kick in on you. <laughs> when you should have lost hope. You're like, why am I so excited? God? I got up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. I expect that thing. I don't know who getting ready to do what they got to do. But God said, the wealth of the unjust is getting up. It's a new day. Why are you screaming? I'm screaming at that spirit that's been trying to tell you that this is it. This ain't it for some of us. Yes, I'm waiting aggressively. Whatever I do, I do it as unto you. I don't mind waiting. I'm going to serve and I'm going to keep serving. I'm going to keep sowing and I'm going to keep sowing. I'm going to keep doing what you said because I know that you're good for it and you cannot and will not lie. He said there's been a command to Blake's Rest Jr. 
You ain't got to think about no finances. I told my boy, do you know what's on your life? It's on y'all. You've been marked. Some of y'all don't know, but you just, you, you have inherited wealth. You just don't know it just yet. Say it again, woman of God. Right there in the frame. What frame? Your word. As you're waiting, spend time in that word and let God speak to your heart. I'm sitting at home and I'm just getting this word in my spirit. And God said, Tracy, just gotta keep washing all that old barricaded beliefs, all that old poverty spirit that the enemy used to have you believing in. He said, just let me wash you clean and start over. I'm doing stuff that I'm scaring myself. I said a certain amount I was going to sow since COVID. I don't care. Come hell, high water, low water, no. The girl sowing her seed. <laughs> I dare the devil, and I told him this. I said, I dare you to keep playing with me because I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to keep sowing. Somebody need to hear this. I'm going to keep going, <laughs> and I'm going to keep sowing. I'm not going to stop doing this because I know it's impossible for me to do what I'm doing and not see the results. Can't keep hitting it and nothing's happening. Can't. Beverly Hillbillies, kids like, who's the Beverly Hillbillies? <laughs> kids like, anybody under 40, like, who is Beverly? Who in the, Beverly who? Guess what, kept pumping it. Keep, keep, keep drilling. Cause the, oh, they kept drilling. <laughs> and everybody who laughed at the clappets. <laughs> go Google them, the Beverly, go to YouTube, Beverly Hillbillies. And everybody laughed at him. Jethro jumped out of that car. <laughs> Man, hey, we, we might not know how to handle it. That's a word for somebody. But we's wealthy. See, God wants you to be able to handle the wealth. That's why you're in the waiting period. Aggressively serving so you can learn that when they come in the house with the teacup, that's not meant for you to go out there and water the garden with it, okay? He wants to teach you how to. See, when you walk up in the table, walk up in the room and sit at the table, you're going to know how to. Yeah, because he's going to have you ready. You're no proper etiquette, as y'all would say. Okay, I don't know who needs to hear this. He says what? Be of good courage. He should what? Strengthen your heart what? I heard you. Let's go to uh, Psalms 25. I'm going to shut it down real quick. I got a couple. got two minutes. Psalms 25. You, O Lord, what? I lift up my soul, my God. What he says, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. You won't be ashamed. Just keep trusting. Keep waiting. He says what? Let not my enemies triumph over me. See, the devil wants you to think, you, you, the Red Sea is right here. Have you, have you ever felt like that? Like the point of no return, as they used to say. The devil wants you to think that it's impossible. But somebody said, with man, it's impossible. But with my God, all things. Okay, he says what? Indeed, let no one who waits on you. Be ashamed. Stop making the devil think. See, it's been a long time, and you're going to be embarrassed when this don't happen. Tell him it's not possible for it not to happen. He says what? Let those be ashamed who deal what? Churches are, so they're going to be the ones who are ashamed. Go to Isaiah 64 and 4, and I, I got to go quick, y'all. I got a few more, but hey, we can do this Wednesday night, right, because we're ready for pastor to come back. <laughs> This is the good news. I've read this. I wanted to shout it about 4 o'clock this morning. I went to bed at 2. For since the beginning of the world, 
men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you who acts for the ones who wait for him. We need to read that. See, y'all are too quiet in this Presbyterian church. Somebody say, God is getting ready to act on my behalf. Y'all didn't hear this. Those of us who've been waiting aggressively. See, it's already done. I heard you. Well, it's already done. What to manifest through this action. Open up these doors that the devil told you weren't going to never open up. You getting ready to live like you have never lived. I heard, yeah, I heard that. And see, the reason why I'm hearing this loud, the reason why the Lord took you to this wait period with your money because you had to learn some good financial stewardship. He just wanted you to know because the billions that he getting ready to manifest in your life, you got to know how to handle those accounts. You're going to have to know the people who are gold diggers. You got, that's why they had to hurt you like they did. They, 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 God had to allow it because, see, you trusted everybody. And God said you can't trust everybody on this level where I'm taking you because the wealth I'm putting in your hands. You got to know that I'm your redeemer. Yeah, I know your body's been in pain, but I allowed it so that when things happen, you'll know my miraculous power. Won't nobody be able to talk to you about it and talk you out of it because they going to know and you're going to know that it was I said the spirit of God. <laughs> well, Lord, why we've been sowing in tears for so long, I had to give a revelation to you that I'm the master. That I own it all so that the money won't have you. That when I tell you to sow the billion dollars, you won't look like this your last. Because you'll know that God brought it to me and God has given it through me. And that there's much more where that came from. Now give him a shout of praise. I got to go. See, the platform where God is taking, I hear it me, you won't have an issue with being arrogant. When you've been waiting aggressively... And you took care of the little sheep. When, when the thousands come, you'll be even more compassionate towards the thousands. You won't rise up and get so puffed up that you feel like your boo-boo don't stink because yours do too like everybody else. But see, when people start thinking it's them. See, I know God. I know what it means to walk the floor and not know where your next dime coming from. I know what it means to be in an apartment and the devil threatening you, you thousands of miles from your home, telling you that you won't have no food and you're going to be on the street. I know what it means to have to dig through my purse, as we used to say, pocketbook, trying to get money just so you can be a blessing in the king. I know what it means to get your financial statement from the church and cry like a baby because you only sold $999 without a job. I know what that means. Katrina, I know what it means to be in an apartment with no food in the refrigerator. I know what it means, okay, to have to call on Jesus and the phone ring. Somebody asks you to take them to the store. You don't even have gas in your car, and you don't know how you're going to eat. Call me on the telephone and say, listen, I don't know if you got enough time, but I need to go to the store. I don't make time. I go to the store. Not only did she put gas in my car, but turned around and fed me and gave me a couple of groceries to put in my refrigerator. How about that? I don't want to do the feet thing today. I know. I know that God is faithful. I, I can't get puffed up because I know what it means. 
to feel like you this low on the floor because you walk in a room and everybody else looking good, but you got to wear stuff that you didn't. No, y'all don't know nothing about that. I would go into the classroom and sit down and felt very insignificant because at that time they made us wear uh, dresses and, and jackets. I didn't even have enough money to put my jacket in the cleaners, but I washed that sucker in the bathtub <laughs> and hang her up <laughs> and come back the next day. <laughs> okay, God, it won't always be. And to this day, I can pick what I want to wear. I go and I, I, I had got to wear, I, I don't even like to wear the same thing twice. I just say, let me see who I can bless with this, Lord. I won't always be like that. And God said, you ain't where you're going yet. So you look at your pastor thing. She's trying to show up. No, she, she know what it means not to have a choice about what you put on and everybody else look like. I Notice I said look like. See, the devil try to magnify that stuff. They might not look good, but when you down there, David... He want everything else to look better and bigger than you. Because he wants you to focus on that. But I kept sewing on my pastor. I kept sewing in the ministry I, with tears in my eyes. I remember one day God told me to sow a seed on Dr. Price, and the devil said, he going to laugh. Because I had some change. Felt strange. And I had tears in my eyes. And the devil said, he get his shoes made. You finna put this little money here? But guess what I did? I put it, he spoke the blessing, and guess what? It's still manifesting harvest to this day off that seed. <laughs> I sold towards my marriage. That's why I don't care what the devil bring our way. I sold toward this. <laughs> we, gonna, we gonna work this one out. <laughs> yeah, 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 we gonna be okay. Because let me give you a nugget. Anytime the Lord has marked you, and you have been marked, you are a threat to the enemy. <laughs> and all my life, I had to fight. All my Christian life, <laughs> I've had to fight. But guess what, Miss Tish, God said? God said, guess what? You don't have to fight in this battle because this battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Think about it. Now you need to start shouting. The only fight that he's talking about doing, let me make sure this is clear, is the good fight of faith to hold on to what God said in spite of, I'm going to wait with courage. I don't care what the flesh feels like. I'm going to keep waiting aggressively with tenacity. I'm going to stand, I'm going to stand, I'm going to stand, and I'm going to stand some more. I will stand to have freezes over. And that's not just a slogan. And if it happened to freeze over, guess what, devil? We're going to take this sucker to the ice because God said <laughs> He'll never leave me nor forsake me. And go to the end of the book. Guess what it say? We win. Give him a shout of praise. I'm done. I'm done. I know. I, I wasn't trying to go over. Somebody need That was for me. Somebody said, I'm going to wait aggressively and with tenacity. What does that mean? Serving. What do you mean? I'm going to do whatever it is God put in my hand to do now, Katrina. It's in your hands. <laughs> 